0: We're back. Stop number nine of the Waterski Pro Tour, um, the San Giovasio Pro Am. I'm Trent. Today, I'm 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 joined with guest host and event organizer slash competitor um, slash men slalom finalist, all, all of the above, uh, Matteo Luzeri. Matteo, this is you know this is the ninth stop on the Pro Tour this year, and this is actually the ninth anniversary of the event that you created and 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 hosted with with your family. Um, just right off the bat, Matteo, like just you know, what was your thoughts on the event before we get into the into the nitty gritty details?
1: Um, thank you, Trent. No, it's it's good. It was good to have it back. Um, ninth edition, last the unusually last event in Europe uh, across the European stretch. We're generally in the middle uh, this year. We uh, for a number of reasons we decided to go a little bit later. Yeah. And uh, the thought was, uh, looking at the faces of the athletes, including myself, we were all a little cooked. You know, this was the fifth event in four weeks um, <laughs> for those of us that do them, did them all. And yeah. we have been having an excruciating heat wave here, like I'm assuming you guys have been having in the southern U.S. as well. Which it was one? tough to find the energy um, to continue. And I think that... The, the clearest example of that was the cut to make the finals in both pro women and pro men, which had been a little bit lower than uh, previous stops. Oh yeah. I think we you and I talked about Monaco or Lacano, like three at 41 to make it in in the guys. Uh, last weekend, the cut was five at ten thirty nine or 1075. Uh, people yeah. just couldn't really get the energy and the, and the passes going until the Sunday when the head to head format really, uh, pushed everybody <laughs> to, for, for that extra yeah. inch of, uh, of, of, strength.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, but that being said, like that's when, when you, because, you know, ninth stop of the season for me, you know, this was, this was arguably the most exciting, um, of, of the season so far. Like, you know, like the, the, the insanely high scores are great, but, but, in terms of the drama, it's not, you know, it's those actual figures really aren't that important. Um, you know, again, like there was just some really exciting shakeups on both sides, especially the women's side. So let's, let's just hop right in on the men's side of things. You know, we'll, um, just give us, give us the lead up before we get to, you know, before we get to the, the, the actual placements, what, um, what stood out for you in terms of how things shook out?
1: So that's, that's the thing, right. Going back to what I said, like, I, I was thinking about it both in terms of a skier and, and as an organizer, right? So scores seem to be lower than what they have been in the men's side, yet Freddie first round won in 975. And in the women, <laughs> yeah. it seemed like <laughs> like the women were struggling a little bit early on as well, but that Jamie half a 41. So yep. there was this... this mumble in my mind both as a primarily as an organizer of what is going on why are we not skiing the way we're supposed to ski and uh and then obviously i started asking some of the other skiers and they said look don't worry everything is perfect buoys ropes boats drivers etc just let's ski you know and um what stood out to me uh well obviously billy austin who hasn't skied a, a single event this year she came to Italy, which made me very happy, and makes the final. Bam! Like five well, 11. yeah eleven,
0: for sure. That so, was, so that was a little back. First time, amazing. Yeah. So, a little backstory on that is, you know, she had a six-week break. She's in she's in med school in in the Midwest here in the, in the states. She had a six-week break. She she comes, so she does what she does. She she comes back to Texas. Um, she calls. You know, she gets her dad back in the boat. She calls me. We ski together, which we hadn't done in years. Um, and she went over there with this. You know, ba- you know, if you'd follow followed Bailey Austin's career, like she, you know, she um, she ran. She had big scores as a junior, and then she, you know, she chipped away as a pro in, through university until she ended up in med school. And so, yeah, to watch her make the finals, I thought that was amazing. Um, yep. What other? What's the next storyline for you? Um, actually. JT
1: prelims, 2-and-2 F 41, which, uh, you know, JT struggled to find a bit of consistency throughout this uh, European stretch. And uh, he looked uh, very solid. In the Saturday, the two rounds, he was solid twos, th- solid 39s. Um, so JT actually placed fourth into the, into the head-to-head yeah. final. Um, and he ended up against Will as fifth um Will was one of those that in the preliminary rounds didn't seem to find a good groove like even his 39s weren't as as uh, precise or as uh, you know um, yeah as precise Perfect. as he can <laughs> uh, exactly as he can do them yeah. um yeah. and uh yeah that that was the uh, someone else that you know I, I took notice during the preliminaries and then uh Rob struggled you know and the, the way, the way he shook up was that Rob had a five and he seemed at 39 and he seemed that was going to be the cut. I went shortly after him and I was in skiing a good 10, seven, and I just super safety checked five and threw myself at six and had a pretty spectacular crash at the exit gates. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, I needed two out of three competitors to do less than that. And, um, the one here's one that didn't make the final but really impressed me was Nicholas Nelson, who was cruising yeah, sure. 39, and then a four-ball just had a bit of a, uh, I don't know, like distraction or, or moment of overthinking and just lost the yeah, handle of four-ball. Yeah, eyes, four ball. eyes, eyes, got, big. Um, eyes, eyes got big. Eyes got big, exactly. Yeah. But he, he looked really, the way we have been watching him, you know, at the Junior Worlds mm, where he took really the title, very l- light- uh, composed precise skiing um and then uh yeah no i mean the essentially the we ended up with a uh, we did you know the the matchups for the head to head i believe it was uh jamie top seed with half a 41 she faced uh, alice and mm-hmm. she won the first head to head then we had um mano versus uh let me think. Uh, I believe I wanna have to look sorry, I'm gonna have to look at that one again. Um sure. I believe uh she went against uh, Delfina and uh and Delfina yep, fought, huh? yeah, she fought and, yes. and Delfina had a five at eleven, but she needed to run it. Um Manu was top seed and chose to go first. And after she ran uh, 11, she had a in and an attempt at 10, seven. Um, then we had, uh, I believe Bailey was against. Ali Garcia. And, um, and Ali went through after running 11. And then Jamie was against uh, Ali Nicholson, Jamie Metcalfe, who skied her first event, I believe uh, after her baby. And, and, Delfina also just recently had a baby, so like it was cool to see them back. Um, and uh, I, I, yeah, and then Ali went through. Now we went to the semifinals, and that's where the big shockers came, right? Because, (laughs) um, yeah, man, you saw it it, right, yes,
0: exactly that, right? It was so, it was you know, right off, it was going to be Ali Garcia versus Jamie Ball, you know, and I, I mean, Ali Garcia as. Has had an amazing European stretch. She's had thirty-nine scores at every event. Um, you know she's been skiing really well, and I know she was extremely pleased. And even you know, even in chatting before she skied, she's you know she said, "I'm gonna go and just stick to my keys with a hundred percent commitment. And worst case scenario, I'm gonna put up a big enough score to hopefully you know let 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 that end up in third if Jamie does beat me. You know, and that was that was her strategy. It was that that idea of playing with house money? You know.
1: And then you see the in my in my personal view as an organizer as a skier uh, the beauty of the head to head right so Jamie was top exactly. seed selected to go first because uh, until the semifinals uh, the second skier of the dock has to beat the first the, the score of the yep. first skier yep. and Jamie out of nowhere super like slack at three body eleven. Got to four and couldn't really get to five, so official score of four at eleven, which is obviously very beatable by by Ali, and she did it and squeaked her ski out of five and 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 beat Jamie, the defending champion of the pro am from last year, and the top seed and, you know, and, and the finals.
0: current world and yeah and current world champion, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, as a so, water ski
0: fan, you're just like as a water ski fan, you're just like, well, I mean it's it's just like those, it's like a movie script, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, the, the and rising underdog having, finding an opportunity to, to beat a giant. So, you know, it's, it, it was, it was exciting to watch.
1: And if that wasn't enough, then the the second head to head Mano versus Ali Nicholson, who Ali Nicholson had a very bad first round one and a half at 11 yeah. and corrected by six buoys on the second round. And, you know, uh, at a three and a half in the, in the quarterfinals because her running eleven was enough, but she decided to try a ten seven and got three and a half. Um mm-hmm. so Manoy stops sitting in this one, runs four at ten seven. So that means that yeah. that Ali Nicholson, fellow lefty, has to get out of four and get a piece of five, and she does you know like which is impressive i mean we know which she is, ran cuz
0: she had never she had never been to five ball until earlier this summer at lake 38 right i mean i think that was her first five ever so it was like it's like she you know and and we'll finish this narrative as as we as we you know finish you know the, the actual head to head final but but she has moved herself from from this the from the next in line where where you know Wh- Whitney Regina Jamie, you know, they, they're, you know, they, they would not have been worried about her until now, you know, because she was going to be good for twos and threes while they were running ones and twos at 41. But all of a sudden, Allie's found that last, you know, that last 10th of a percentile where it's like, oh, no, now she's no longer the one chasing.
1: No, exactly, and and what a perfect matchup with Mano, who's coming back into the sport, climbing her way up to you her way yeah. up to you know the early forty ones that she she was able to do. Uh, perfect matchup. Does the four? Mano cheers like she knows it's a big score, and and Ali just fights her way through five ball. It was yeah. super cool to see her excited, you know, get, getting the ski out of five. So then we're left with Ali Nicholson versus, you know, uh, Ali Garcia. And uh, Ali uh, just just missed. I mean, Ali Nicholson was top seed in this case and went, and out, went out and ran 11. And then uh, Ali Garcia just uh, missed it with one and a half. Yeah. So yeah. Ali, first time champion here. And I believe is her third Pro Tour win in her career. So, yeah. you know, yeah. a testament to what you said that now she's, She's there at at everybody's heels, you know, so on any day she can, she can put up the score and, and, and get a title. Yeah,
0: exactly. Cause it wasn't a win where, where scores were medium or, you know, um, I mean, she ran like, again, she ran five and 39 to get to the final matching. So yeah, wildly impressive A storyline that we, we wouldn't have, wouldn't have imagined in terms of the, the way that the podium shook out.
1: Yeah. And interestingly, um, Uh, we have a page on our website with the champions of the, of the event. We have more women that won the event than men. So I believe, you know, Manoa is the one, is the one that won the most. She wants, she won three of the nine editions we had, but all the other six editions have been won by a different woman. So we have effectively seven champions. Whereas in the men, we only have four. It's uh, a, Four, Freddie, after last weekend. Three, Nate, one, Will, and one, Tigas. So that's an interesting one, right? When they say oh, water, women water skiing is less competitive. Well, as far as San Gervasio is concerned, we have had more women champions than men. Yeah. Right? And uh, super cool to see Ali uh, being one of them um, this this past weekend. So that's the women. The men, trend. wow. I mean... <laughs> Where do we start? I mean, it was funny because I, I ended up seventh after the two rounds, and yeah. Rob was eighth. And on Saturday at dinner, I was like, "Well, thank you for leaving me, Freddie, buddy." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> you know, I just try to, I just try to qualify, you know." Um, and um, and so yeah, the the first matchup was Freddie versus uh, Rob, and Freddie ran his ten seven, Rob. Quick out of six, but you could tell that Rob was was a little cooked this week, this past weekend. He was struggling. Yeah. And so yeah. didn't run 10 7. And Freddy didn't didn't go in at 10 2. We just decided opted to go in uh, in the fourth pass because we were starting, I should have said, 13 for women and 12 meters for men. Twelve for men. Um <laughs> then came my head to head with Brando, which we were joking with Tony. It's so unbelievable that, you know. You remember when Dane came on this onto the scene, and, and you and I, of course, knew who Dane was? Everybody, yeah. every knew who Dane was, and the general ski world didn't know who Dane Mackler was. Yeah, I, the, the, funny enough, a lot of people don't know about Brando, you know. And yeah. when I found him in the head to head, I'm like, my God, let's hope he doesn't choose to go first. <laughs> <And> <laughs> of course, he chose to go first. Um, yeah. So we ran 12-11, 10-7. It was my first 10-7 of the weekend. And then Brando goes out, one, stands up two, and and he's left foot forward. I don't know how he made it. He did some kind of jump. Like he basically finished two ball completely straight, jumped the ski onto the edge, barely got the ski out of three, and did a, a zigzag basically barely inside of the yellows. But there was, they had to review that a couple of times and just to get the listeners to understand the difference between two and a half and three for me would have been humongous, right? Yeah, so definitely. Two and a half is a little slightly narrower aggressive gait, has a right foot forward, one, safety check, two, throw the ski at three, zigzag. And I waited, I waited, I waited, and then they said official score three. And I've never been to four balling tournament in my entire career, so I tried. I tried, I tried the best game <laughs> I could possibly conjure up, but I had a long one ball and one and a half. Um, yeah. So personally, I, I ended up six with a one and a half in, in the losing round. So I'm not too too upset, but um, yeah, I knew I knew that Brando wasn't going to be an easy task.
0: No, Um, but that's interesting though. Like you're, and you're exactly right. Like, it's amazing how in a head to head format like this, how a half a buoy can completely change your strategy in terms of what, what it was you were looking to accomplish on the, on the, on the first, you know, two movements of the gate, you know? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Had it, had two and a half stood, you're exactly right. I'm going to come in just a little bit narrow on this with a super tight rope and, and, but needing to get across to four, it's like, that's not quite, that's not quite going to work.
1: And I think one of the, the beauties of this is that it reinforces the fact that it's important to qualify at a high seed, especially now that we're all stacked up. Like yeah. if you're if you're higher higher seed and you choose to go first, you have a pretty solid advantage, right? Especially if you're in a situation where you do three against a right foot forward skier. Um, so Brando goes through. Uh, then we had uh, Thomas versus Sasha. Thomas did three as a top seed, and Sasha Sasha had been struggling a little bit. He even 10-7, he had to, to fight through it. And then just a bad one turn two, tried to pull to three. But you know, it was two, two for Sasha, which with a two as a losing score ended up uh fifth. Yep. So now we're left with uh Freddie versus Will, Thomas versus Brando. Pretty cool matchups, right? So Italy versus Italy. Uh, Great Britain versus Great Britain. Um, Thomas, uh, let, let's start, sorry, let's start Freddie versus Will. Um, Freddie was top seed, so chose to go first. Three at 10-2. And then uh, Will, to be honest, approached three in a position to turn and get out of it and just didn't. I mean, he didn't zigzag, he didn't S-turn, but he was yeah. just that far too high on the boat by the time he needed to connect. And couldn't yeah. get his hips like through the line to, to pull to four, so yeah. because so be, again, Freddie did three. Will did three after him. Freddie went through because in the semifinal, second skier still had to beat first. And then in the semifinal, the the Italian semifinal, let's say, um, Brando was actually top seed against Thomas, yeah. and and did two. Didn't get like, didn't get to do the magic uh, jump movie, did against me. So, <laughs> what wasn't outside of three. And uh, Thomas went like classic Thomas one, two, got the yeah. ski out of three and cheered Trent like I hadn't seen him cheer in a while. Like, that yeah. I, I, was impressive. Like, he was really stoked. Um, I didn't talk to him about it. Um, I know that, obviously, you know. Uh, this tournament means a lot to him, given that it's in his home country and, you know, uh, Claudio, my coach and him are pretty tight, but I was very happy to be in the final. Yeah. And, and, in and, the and, final. And,
0: and and what's like, before we get to that, you know, and if you just, if you followed Thomas DeGaspe's, DeGaspi's career, he sort of, you know what, like an inside narrative among skiers is, is no one, no one has run exactly three at forty-one more often than than Thomas Gasperi. You know that's if correct. They're, and you go any conditions, any tournament. If someone needs to get three at forty-one, it's going to be Thomas to get it. So it's it's interesting that that was his score. And 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 I wonder, you know, if he obviously must be as assured of himself getting three as everyone else around him is, because everyone knows Thomas needs three, he gets it.
1: Oh, of course, of course. Uh, Russia, Japan, Chile, or Antarctica, Thomas (laughs) will get the three more than anybody else in the world, for sure. I
0: think that's true. I really do believe that.
1: Um, And then we got into the the final, and Freddie was top seed again, uh, elected to go first, I believe, Um, despite the fact... Because that's the interesting thing about the final, right? There's no straightforward advantage of going first, because if the second ties you... Uh, then you are um, you're going off again, right? So let's yeah. say yeah. they w- they both did three at ten two like Freddie versus will. If that would have been the final, the boats would have stopped and the two guys would have gone back at ten two again um, yeah. until there was a clear winner. Uh, I believe Freddie chose to to go first anyway and uh, and then he did five at ten two. <laughs> just yeah. yeah like very strong five. Um, and and Thomas couldn't really follow it up. Uh, had a bad gate and ended up with one at ten yep. two. So yeah. So that. The, wo- yeah.
0: And and again, like on the it was on the men side, it was it was the type of you know it was the type of pairings and the type of storyline that you know as a fan you hope for. It, it was visibly. Um, a fairly emotional win for Freddie, like, like as, you know, a, as an insider, or someone that was there, wh- what, what was that about? You know, like he's always, he's always impassioned and he's always, you know, but this one seemed um, especially important to him.
1: Yeah. I think part of it is like the, the relief of winning the last tournament of the pro tour for a while. Cause I believe the next one is in three weeks in Canada. So, you know, there, there mm. was a lot of, uh, a lot of tournament back to back to back. Freddie, Call, considers his second home Greece and not winning that event this year, I know, you know, uh, hurt him. Um, yeah. So it was probably just a lot of relief. But I want to think that this tournament uh, that we do here, which really brought back the excitement about pro skiing in, around Europe, is important Absolutely. to him. You know, because he believes in, in pro skiing. Um, he's part of the WaterSki Pro Tour. And he was at the very first San Gervasio Prime in 2014, after I convinced him and Benny Stadelbauer and Carlo and Nick Parsons, like those early pros that came, we didn't have a lot of money, but they believed in in my dream of sort of resuscitating pro water skiing in Europe. So I think this has, you know, as a special place in, in his heart. And if I'm not mistaken, him winning in 2014 was his first pro win as small yep. as it was, yep. yeah, uh, right. the, the field, it was his first pro win. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a, a combination of things that, that gave him, you know, that excitement after that emotion after the tournament. And, of course, his parents were here. Uh, they skied, yeah. like, every year in the in the amateur categories. Um, they were there on shore. So there, there was a lot of things going on that probably uh, brought those emotions that everyone saw on the webcast.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, so this... This uh, ninth event, it really it um, it jammed up the clips leaderboard, nice and tight. Um, yep. Nate Smith still holding on to the top spot, two thirty six, um, but just a sliver behind him, eleven points behind first and second. Freddie Winter um, with two hundred twenty five points, and Will still within you know still within striking distance of both of those guys with one hundred seventy points. Uh, and then on the women's side, even tighter. Um, Yep. With Jamie Bull still leading 204, um, or leading now, sorry, with 204. Just Whitney McClintock, just four points behind her. Um, and then, of course, Allie with her win jumped right up where, she, you know, again, she's she's an event away from, from um, eclipsing both of them, where she's at 185 points. So it, it got everything nice and tight as we leave Europe. And in two and a half weeks, head to Calgary, Canada, um, the Predator Bay waterski club for the Calgary cup
1: that's that's correct and just a couple of extra comments there on on the leaderboard um, we uh, we finished Greece with Tigas and Rob completely tied at 93 points if I'm not mistaken. so obviously yeah. with Thomas's second place he too, he took quite a bit of a jump ahead uh, compared to the rest of the field and um, and of course Ali as of now ahead of Regina. Um, into yeah. Calgary so you know like it's shaking up very nicely um, looking forward to see how these things will change because obviously some of these competitors including Whitney have less tournaments than say Jamie or Ali that did the whole European stretch or even Dame Meckler who's sitting in 6 with 74 he only did um, let me think he did Monaco and Lacano, but he didn't do Greece and, and here So, you know, you will see Dane, if he places top six in the next couple of events, jumping quite ahead. Because as a reminder, um, we take the half of the tournaments in the Tour plus one make your points. So I I can foresee someone like Dane or someone like Regina and even Whitney um, climbing back up pretty quickly after a couple of stops on, on your side of the Atlantic.